Hi, everyone. This is Rosemary Coates in Silicon Valley. I'm your host for this edition of the Frictionless Supply Chain Podcast. I'm the Executive Director of the Reshoring Institute, where we help companies bring back or expand their operations in the U.S. I'm also a contributing writer to Supply Chain Management Review. Today, I'm welcoming my guest, Annie Paredes, the Director of Customer Service and Business Development for CBX Global, a full-service logistics company with operations worldwide. Annie is in Honduras today, so we have uh, lots of questions for her about the the Central American region and what's going on in Honduras. Um, She runs CBX operations in Central America, but I'm going to let Annie tell you about all this, so let's get started. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much, Rosemary, for having me here. Uh, Yes, uh, I am the Director of Customer Service and Business Development for CBX Global in Central America. I am based in Honduras. Uh, I live here with my husband and twins um, who are eight years old. And um, CBX has been uh, in Central America for over 20 years. Um, we started off as a freight forwarder providing ocean and air freight to the manufacturing industry. And over the years, we have developed um, relationships with companies who are, we handle their VMI uh, services for the manufacturing sector. Okay. And I think there's a rich history of CBX with apparel in Central America and the Caribbean. Is that right? I think that's yes. where you started, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We we the the apparel industry in uh, Central America, especially in Honduras, is a strong one and is continuing developing year by year. And we not only have um, companies who manufactured. Uh, apparel, but we also have textile companies producing fabric. We have companies who have settled to provide, you know, chemicals, dyes, um, and any other raw materials for that industry. Okay. Yeah. I know CBX does all kinds of freight forwarding and logistics uh, services worldwide today, but I want to focus specifically on apparel and what's going on in Central America as we continue on with our discussion here. So you deal with a lot of um, textile and apparel manufacturers, as you mentioned, in Honduras, but you also are uh, overseeing the whole region. Is apparel the main manufacturing um, focus in the Central American region for you? Yes, it is. That is our main focus. We, we want to be predominant in the industry for the apparel industry. We have um, regional trucking services supporting the supply chain um, for uh, apparel. We are providing warehousing and distribution services custom clearance, ocean and air freight, all related to apparel industry and um, not only apparel, but within the free zone regimens primarily. Yeah, so um, I wanna talk about free zones in a minute, but just prior to that, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in Honduras. 
Well, Rosemary, uh, I was born in Honduras, uh, but at the age of 11, uh, my mom uh, decided to migrate to the United States. And thanks to her efforts, I was able to conclude my um, education uh, with a uh, BBA in operational management uh, at Baruch University. And uh, right after that, I, I landed a job at NYU um, in the um, human resources department. So uh, while being uh, in, in such a great uh, university as NYU is, I was able to um, registered uh, at the SCPS um, for a variety of programs uh, that allowed me to uh, develop my career the way I have done so far. And uh, then you came back and took the job in Honduras, is that right? Well, then I fell in love uh, with my wow. husband who is in Honduras uh, and we got married in 2005. And ever since then, I have been living here. And in 2009, I had the great opportunity to join CBX Global as station manager. Okay. And so now you're, you oversee all of the Central American countries. Is that right? Yes. Um, we have four stations in Central America. Um, we have offices in Nicaragua. Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Altogether, over 200 employees. Wow, okay. Very interesting. So tell us about the development of the apparel and textile industry in the region. Um, I guess it's attractive for a number of reasons. It's certainly close proximity to North America. Uh, uh, it's uh, low-cost labor region, there's English speakers, is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about the, the industry? I uh, Yes, uh, Central America, but primarily Honduras, has many advantages that are attractive to the U.S. market, particularly the geography. Uh, it's uh, a very important um, matter because you need to get your goods fast, and you have to have options. So Honduras uh, borders with Guatemala, El Salvador, and Nicaragua. So it gives us the flexibility to move raw materials, if needed, from different countries within the Central American region. And the transit time between all of the countries is from 24 to 48 hours. Honduras is very unique because it has coast, coastlines with the Pacific and the Caribbean, okay? So in Puerto Cortes has, um, Port of Puerto Cortes has the only deep water port in Central America. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, aside from that, you know, the near shoring to the United States is very important. We, now we know it more so after the pandemic um, the transit time from Honduras to the U.S. market can vary from four days to 15 days, depending the port you are um, landing. Um, we also have a stable um, legal framework for companies who are interested in 
coming and invest in Honduras. So I think that is one of the most critical points when making a decision to uh, start a uh, operation in Honduras. Um, U.S. companies can take advantage of the free trade we have in place since 2004. And for the companies who are not yet here, a lot of apparel companies have already done the job, okay? There are many suppliers who are well-established in Central America, um, producing raw materials, producing fabrics with labor experience, managing experience. So I think that's why Honduras is a great place to, to invest. Um, you mentioned free zones before. Can you explain what a free zone is? Yes. So a free zone, it's a um, part of the country that it is uh, regulated by uh, free zone for taxation advantages for U.S. companies or any companies, but for the US particularly, because the majority of the companies that are currently using um, disadvantages are from the US. So okay. the, free, the free zone allows you to import and export goods without having to pay any tariff. Okay, so uh, similar to the U.S. free trade zones that we have here, where you can bring products into the free trade zone without uh, actually importing them into the U.S., but used here to process goods and then re-export those goods. Exactly. So I think, yeah, similar, a similar setup to that. Well, that's very interesting. And then you said there is also a free trade agreement with Central America and the U.S., is that right? So. Uh, DR in the U.S., yes. Okay. And All right. So, um, so that allows for um, uh, tariff-free importation into the U.S., I believe, for developing countries. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, one thing that I will say is that for companies who are interested in using the free trade, um, they need to understand the rules of origin. That is, that is a critical point. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Can you talk about that a little bit, what the rules of origin? Because there's probably listeners who don't um, deal with uh, country of origin issues on a daily basis. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Well, you know, the, the rule of origin is that all the components of the uh, product that you are um, creating in in within the free train structure, they have to be produced, manufactured within these countries. And some, some regulations um, uh, are within the regulation, there are some flexibilities depending on the percentage of, 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 of the product that you are using, but um, it's, it's, it's basically you, you need to understand that the free trade allows these countries to be able to produce within the regions. Right. And it has to be the product or growth or um, uh, the, the basic uh, parts have to be sourced in that particular country or that region. Yeah. 
to take advantage of it. Yeah, so country of origin is complex uh, topic, I think, for importation. Um, there are lots of rules in the U.S. about country of origin and how you determine that. So in other words, you can't just bring in, say, textiles and um, and the, the content of the product you're building from China, for example, make it in Honduras or, or finalize it in Honduras and call it the product of Honduras. That doesn't change the country of origin of the textiles. So it has to be the product and originate in, uh, in Central America or in Honduras, uh, particular in Honduras to be uh, labeled made in Honduras and take advantage of the free, free trade between the countries from there. So it's it's complex, and I know a lot of companies deal with it. And I, since you're in Honduras and the expert, it would be uh, on the benefit to these companies to get in contact with you and uh, and to talk about it and see how they can set up their operations. Yes. Um, what services are you providing in Honduras besides um, freight forwarding and ocean freight? Do you also do customs brokerage and warehousing, order fulfillment? Yeah. Yes, we 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 do uh, warehousing and distribution. Um, within that uh, framework, we also do um, VMI. Um, and you managed inventory. Then yes, vendor managed inventory. Um, we also um, do pick and pack consolidations, order fulfillment. Okay. Um, we handle customs clearance. Uh, we have offices in our airports. So air um, custom clearance uh, is expedited because we have offices within the airports. Um, we pretty much try to fix whatever logistical problem our customers have. Um, and, and then on the U.S. side, so if you were assisting a customer in shipping apparel to the U.S., you also provide, or CBX provides that kind of import services in the U.S., right? Yes. So we, we sell the full package. We sell door-to-door -door service. We have warehouses uh, in the United States where we can receive your cargo and unload it in our warehouses and distribute them to the rest of your customers. I think that's one of the reasons why we are so unique in this um, area because we, we have representation um, in both Central America and the United States. Okay, so let's go back to talking about Honduras specifically. I'm, I'm interested to know um, about the labor force in Honduras. Um, what, are, what are the average labor rates? I think that's one of the big attractive factors for apparel manufacturers since there's so much labor content in the production of apparel. Yes. So we have to go back to the free trade and uh, zones. Um, and one of the advantages is that the free, the free zones have special rates or wages for employees, labor employees. Um, the current uh wage is $333 a month. And, a month. Um, and uh, but the average 
the average uh, wage in Honduras minimum average, it's about $406. So I think in comparison to other countries around the world, we are pretty competitive if you can add the, the near shoring, the geography, the stable legal framework, and, and you know the fact that we also speak English, you will find a lot of um, Honduran uh, employees uh, speak, are, are, are bilingual. So I think that okay. is, it facilitates the communication, uh, Rosemary. Where do they learn English? Well, uh, Honduras has over 800 bilingual schools, uh, if not more. Um, the majority are concentrated in two cities. One of them is San Pedro Sula, uh, which by the way, San Pedro Sula is known as the industrial city of Honduras because this is where the majority of the manufacturing apparel uh, concentrates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So these um, wages are, I assume they uh, are living wages in, in your country. Um, and they're also competitive around the world. So I know we just finished a, a major labor rate study, and uh, those wages are on the low end and com comparable to places like Central Mexico, India, and Vietnam. So $300 a month is um, pretty pretty average worldwide for low end, low cost labor countries. So it makes you very competitive. Uh, yes. So if they pay a living wage, I assume that that helps citizens to stay in Honduras so they're not so anxious to migrate north. Is that right? You know, one of um, one of the reasons why I decided to uh, return to Honduras is because I am truly passionate about um job creation. I, I love to recruit um, people with and give them the opportunity to work um, with a sustainable wage and CBX has allowed me to, to do that. So yes, one of the reasons why many Central American people migrate to the United States is because they are looking to uh, for a sustainable living. Um, the minimum wage um, is the minimum, uh, but you know, everybody it's it's looking for a better life. So uh, there are still a lot of ways that we can generate jobs uh, in, in the apparel industry has so much that they can provide, um, but poverty, unemployment, uh, poor health, uh, care, education are factors that um, motivate uh, our people to move to the United States, particularly. At CBX, we try to create uh, a good working environment, provide private and public uh, health care. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Um, we do not pay the minimum uh, because although, you know, it's supposed to be enough to get by, we want our employees to enjoy their lives, to have a meaningful 
uh, uh, living. So oh, very interesting. So do you have any advice for companies that might want to locate their operations in Honduras? Yes, I will say to uh, all the listeners right now, uh, it's, it's very important that when you are, if you are interested in investing in Honduras, do some research. Find out if Honduras provides all your primary non-negotiable requirements. Make sure that um, your raw materials can be, um, are accessible to you within the region, not only Honduras, okay? And um, we are waiting with open arms at CBX Global, you know, with assisting you, providing you uh, with tools or contacts that may be able to answer any questions you, you have. But um, ultimately, do some research. Um, and, and I think that that will give you some sense of comfort and, and it will uh, allow you to make a good decision. Thank you so much for joining us today, Annie. It was really interesting um, to talk to you and to learn about this region that's so important to the trade with the U.S. and and particularly in the apparel industry. Can you please give us your contact information if listeners want to learn more about CBX or to get in touch with you? Yes. Okay. So my email is A. Paredes is my last name, so I will spell, spell it out. A-P-A-R-E-D-E-S at cbxglobal.com. I can be reached at 504-3392-4144. If you want to request a quote, you can email us at sales at cbxglobal.com. Right. And you can listen to more frictionless supply chain podcasts posted on Supply Chain Management Review's landing page, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can reach me, Rosemary Coates, at rcoates at reshoringinstitute.org and visit our website at www.reshoringinstitute.org where we publish all of our research on manufacturing in America. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.